Welcome to Flashpoint, the Fire Inside podcast. Featuring leadership and team building principles designed to ignite your inner fire and help you reach your full potential. On our program, you will learn from professional athletes, military and business experts, inspirational figures, leaders in the fire service, and other top achievers who have reached the pinnacle of success in their chosen fields. And now your host, international speaker and best-selling author, Frank Viscuso. All right, we are here with the champ, Joe Dubuque, wrestling royalty from the state of New Jersey, really wrestling royalty in the country, two-time New Jersey state champion, two-time Division I national champion. I, I, I'm so excited to talk with you, Joe, but welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it, Frank. Uh, I think this should be fun. Um, you know, I listened to your podcast with uh, Chris Ayers, so uh, you, got, you got into some really deep stuff, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that was a fun one. I want to talk about uh, about your journey, first of all. Uh, born and raised in New Jersey, uh, and you wrestled for, for Glen Ridge, but you lived in Bloomfield, didn't you? Yeah, so uh, so I was actually, I was born in Newark, um, and both my parents went to, grew up in Newark, uh, went to Barringer High School. Um, neither one of them were, were you know, organized athletes right they didn't play organized sports but my mother was always you know she was like a tomboy so she was always you know running around uh with the other boys in town and and my dad never really played organized sports his his favorite sport was like hockey but that was just kind of like a pickup thing um so I didn't really like you know they weren't athletes right so it wasn't like they're driving me into sports um I had an older brother who uh, played football and played baseball when I was younger. So when I was, I think I was six or seven, I started playing uh, football. Um, actually, I think the first sport I played was soccer. I think I was about six. Um, I played soccer. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really take to it. You know, I just, for me, it just wasn't as physical <laughs> as I needed yeah. it to be. Um so uh, the first, you know, the first age I could play, I was seven years old. So I started playing uh, in Belleville. Uh, I was a Belleville Buck. Um, and, um, and I played baseball. Um, so those were my first two sports that I, that I was in, you know, organized sports. Um, so my parents, you know, would take me to practices. I didn't really do anything extra. It wasn't like I was, you know, back then I was, that was probably 88, 89 uh, you know, the privates and the clubs and things like that weren't, you know, they didn't exist back then. Um, so that's, that's really what got me started um, was just kind of those rec leagues and, and rec football and uh, traveling baseball when I was, again, like 9, 10, 11. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, and then I moved to Bloomfield when I was probably about 12 years old. Um, and that's actually when I got introduced to wrestling at that time, my brother was, um, I believe he was a freshman in high school. And that was, that was the first time he started wrestling and he picked, he loved it right away. Um, he really, you know, it took to him. Um, and again, at that point I was just playing football and baseball and, and in the winters, I wasn't really doing anything, you know, I was just you know, just hanging around, you know, waiting for baseball season to start, right? Or, you know, right. whatever I could do to, to, you know, think about football. So one day he came home um, and he's like, hey, he's like, you're wrestling. And so, you know, just like any kid who's, you know, has no idea about, you know, collegiate wrestling or scholastic wrestling, I'm going in and I'm thinking it's going to be WWE stuff and, right. and Know, with the ropes and the ring and, and things like that because at that time I was huge into WWF uh you know Hulk Hogan and uh the Ultimate Warrior and stuff oh, like yeah. that so um so yeah so my first practice I was you know I was surprised but not like everybody like a lot I hear a lot of people say like man the, the first practice I didn't want to go because it didn't have a ring and it wasn't you know you weren't pile driving people and stuff like that but um my first practice, it was, it was really cool. I was like, um, for me, the idea was 
I was always the smallest guy on every team sport I ever played. I was the smallest guy. Um, so naturally, I, I had a chip on my shoulder, right? I had a chip on my shoulder. Um, I always wanted to prove uh, that I was the toughest kid. I was the, the hardest working kid um, in football. If, if uh, we were doing Oklahoma drills, when one of our linemen went up there, I was the one jumping in who wanted to go against them. Uh, you know, to either prove I was tough or crazy or both, I don't know. Um, so when I got to wrestling, I was like, wait a minute, I can, I can go one-on-one -on -one with somebody who's my same size. I was like, this is like, for me, it was unfair for whoever I was going against because <laughs> I'm like, I'm used, to, I'm used to taking on guys who have 50, 60 pounds on me. Um, yeah. And that was just, that was just something, uh, something I was, I just programmed myself to do when I was in those team sports. So again, like I, I go up and, and coach is like, all right, you're going to go with this kid. And he's, you know, a little bit taller than me, but we're the same size. And I'm like, oh man, this is great. You know, I get to, I get to put it on some kid who's my, my own, my own size. So, right. um, so that was kind of like the first intro to wrestling and to just kind of just sports in general. Yeah. And it's interesting as I'm listening to you talk, because my kids tried wrestling and they, they stayed with it for about a year and then gravitated more towards baseball. And that's their main sport right now. But I wrestled from the age of seven all the way up till I graduated high school. And I know that, yeah, it could be a brutal sport. If you're not all in, and here's the reality with me, Joe, I wasn't all in. I just remember my dad telling me, uh, wrestling starts in two weeks. So if you want go out in the backyard and start jumping ropes, so you're in shape. So that, and every year it was like that. So I actually didn't even know if I had a choice. It's like, all right, I, I guess I'm wrestling. Yeah. And lo looking back, I love the sport. I love the, the mentality, the physicality of the sport, um, how it prepares you emotionally. But if you're not all in, it's a rough sport to be in, right? At a, at a young age. Absolutely. Um, you know, and for me, uh, my, my first year, I, um, you know, I was pretty successful out the gates. Um, and after that first season, I was like, man, I love this. Like, I just love this. And, and also the thing that I loved too, was my, there's no, there's, there's no politics. There's no, Hey, this kid is, um, you know, taller than me or, or, or whatever the case may be like, my hard work will dictate how how successful I am in this sport. And nobody else is going to say, oh, well, it doesn't matter, Joe, that you work really hard, but you're not, you know, you're not big enough, you know, you're, or, right. you know, whatever the case may be. So that was something I was, I, I was, I was drawn to that. Um, and because I, 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 again, like I said, I prided myself on, on my work ethic and, and, and trying to be the toughest kid. And, um, and again, like that's, and I figured out a sport where, man, like my hard work will absolutely show in, you know, or my success will show with my hard work, right? Like that's, yeah. they, they, they go, they go together. Right. Um, so that was, that was something that was really uh, appealing to me uh, after that first year. Cause I saw it and I'm like, man, like if I just keep working at this thing, like I could be really, really good. Like I can, I can yeah. be the best, you know? And at that time when I was uh, 12 years old, it's like, I could be the best in the County, right? I yeah, yeah. Be best in the County. Right. And that, and that, and, but that's how it should start. Right. That should, you know, at a young age, it should, you shouldn't be, uh, you know, at, for me, my first year, it wasn't like, oh, I want to be an Olympic champion. Like I had no idea what that was. I knew what a county championship was. And that, that was like really important. And then as, as you know, you go up the ladder, like your goals get bigger and, you know, the prizes get bigger and, and, you know, the workload that you put on yourself gets bigger. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's just kind of where I was. And, you know, even though my brother forced me into it, that like, that was the only thing he forced upon me, like was just taking me there. Like he yeah. took me there and then I just kind of, I, I took over from there. Like he yeah. took me there and then I just kind of, I, I took over from there. You know, you're touching on a couple really interesting things. And I've had these conversations 
with my friends now that we're all dads. But but a couple things. I remember, first of all, when we were younger and we had a pretty competitive team. But I remember after we all graduated, I remember we were sitting down one time talking because we all just ended up becoming firefighters. But we're sitting around the table at the firehouse talking, saying, imagine when we were freshmen or even before we became freshmen, if they took us down to the state tournament and showed us the bigger picture. We didn't even know any of that existed. So to win the counties was a big deal. To win the districts was huge for us. But one of the things that I really liked that you just talked about was how, how your work ethic. And here's a conversation that, that I want to have with you. Um, you've heard coaches say this, and I know that you believe in this. You have to trust the process, the process that it takes to become a champion. You have to trust it. But the ones who become champions, I think, fall in love with the process. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, it was like, you know, I hope this doesn't contradict what you're saying, but for me, I fell in love with the process because the process gave me the the, the gold at the end, you know, right. like that was, right. that was, uh, and I'm not saying that's like what it was like, you know, again, I was driven by, I was driven by different things. I was driven, um, like, my work ethic wasn't like, hey, man, I just really like working hard. Like, it wasn't like, man, I mean, nobody likes really hurting themselves. You know, you got to be you got to be a little sick if you're like, man, I just want to go right. down there and just hurt myself. Uh, and I want to just get better. I want to, you know, go crush myself on a long run or I want to crush myself in the weight room. But um, it's like I do that. Right. I do those things that maybe I don't enjoy so much, but I know that it's going to help me achieve the thing I want to achieve right like that was that was for for me it was it was you know I, I didn't really enjoy lifting weights but I knew lifting weights was going to help me achieve my ultimate goal right of being a state champ or being a national champ um there was other things I did enjoy I I I had no problems with actually working hard right it was you know in like in wrestling like I loved wrestling I love getting in the room and, uh, you know, I'd wrestle for, you know, hours if I, if I, if they'd let me, you know? Um, and, and again, it was like, you know, for me, one of the reasons why I liked working hard is because again, that was my thing. I wanted to be the hardest working guy, right? Yeah. That was like, I, I wanted the coaches to say like, Hey, look how hard Joe's working. Like that was a motivation for me. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, again, I was, I was just motivated by different things. And again, same thing with like just being tough. Like I, I wanted, I wanted every guy in my wrestling room. I wanted every guy in the, on the football field, every guy on the baseball field to say like, man, Joe is like, he's the toughest guy. Like that was just, that was just something that motivated me and everybody's different, right? Everybody's motivated by different things. Um, But you got to find what motivates you and you got to, you got to, you know, fuel that. Right. Yep. Now, do you think, looking back at it all, do you think that you came in with the skill set that that is needed to become a great wrestler, or would you attribute it mostly to hard work that you're talking about, or a combination? Yeah. So um, I would say probably the abilities. I mean, I, if you look back, and you know, I can sit here and say this now because you know I'm out of the game and whatever, but. When I was wrestling, I wasn't the most technical wrestler, like actual technique wise, right? My technique wasn't the best. Uh, I was strong. I was fast. Um, I was pretty athletic. And I used those, right, to offset maybe me starting in the sport kind of late, you know, late for us, late for wrestlers, right? Every, you know, the wrestlers I talk to, especially that are college coaches, they have stories where they were, you know, wrestling in diapers, right? And I didn't, I didn't get started until I was in sixth grade. So, um, so right there, I was kind of, you know, behind the eight ball in regards to just technique and, and honestly, just a feel for wrestling, right? Wrestling is, is different, right? It's a, there's a lot of feel where if you see there's the best athletes can come in and never wrestle a day in their life, right? They're super athletic, but they just don't have that wrestling feel. Right, and you got right. a guy who's not as athletic, not as strong, can, you know, put them in positions that they have no idea what to do. Um, so I would say at first, you know, I was 
athletic. I was strong. Uh, you know, I, hey, tackling people. I've been tackling people for five years, you know, heading up to, you know, me being 12. So a double leg was natural, right? So my, mm-hmm. my double leg was natural. Um, but to kind of answer your question, I think my work ethic helped shorten the curve, right? right? Sh- shorten my learning curve, shorten my success curve um, because I was willing to do, you know, extra things, right? And, and I talk about these extra things to my son. I say, in the grand scheme of things, like you going down and doing 80 pull-ups, I, th- I think it's going to help you. But honestly, it's, it's going to help you mentally more than, than you know, the physical um, work that you'll put on your body. For me personally, like right. I think it, it helps you, but me going down on a Wednesday night at nine o'clock at night with nobody telling me, hey, go do something extra down there, right there, that gives me an advantage in my mind, right? Because I'm doing something extra, right? I'm doing something that, you know, in, again, in my mind, nobody else is doing, right? right. Um, so I think that ability to do those things, um, and again, like just to go back on my parents, I looked, my parents were both blue collar. Um, you know, my mom worked in a bank. Uh, my dad was uh, the head of maintenance and grounds at, at Glen Ridge. So again, two hard working. My mom had two jobs. My dad had two jobs. I mean, I'm literally watching my parents work seven days a week um, and then still bringing me to sport, you know, athletics and stuff. So you know, they weren't telling me to do this stuff, but I was watching what they were doing and being like, man, my, my parents, and at the time I didn't appreciate it, but I, I did notice like, man, my dad works a lot. Damn, mm-hmm. my mom works a lot. Like she's working, you know, she works a nine to five from Monday to Friday. And then she goes and she's a waitress on the weekends. And that stuff, like it's, it's, it's not right in front of me, but it's in the back of my mind. Right. So I'm like, like, that's what I have to do. Like, if I want to get ahead, like, they're trying to make a better life for me, and they're working hard so they can make more money, I'm going to get ahead in, in my athletics, and I'm going to work hard, right? I'm going to work, I'm going to work, uh, you know, these seven-day weeks, you know, and, and, and off hours. So um, even though they weren't telling me what to do, they were showing me, and, and that really, that, that was a, that made it, that had a huge impact on my on my life. That's such a powerful thing to the example that, that, like you said, they're not telling you what to do, but they're showing you. And that's what I do when I'm coaching my kids. And even in a fire service is, is try to create this environment that, that allows them to succeed. In other words, with my kids, with baseball, we practice, we practice all the time during the off season. We were just down in a basement hitting a, hitting a heavy bag with the, with the bat, just cause I'm, we're working on power, but we're also working on technique and then uh, tomorrow we'll be doing pitching drills here. And then they have a lesson tomorrow night. But the point is, I don't care if they're going to play baseball in college. What I care about is that they know that this is what it takes to succeed. Like you mentioned earlier, in your mind, if you're doing something that your opponent's not doing, you're getting the advantage on them. So at, at, at what point do you actually look at this and say, you know what? I could be a state champion. Now, becoming a state champion in New Jersey is no easy task. But at some point in this process, is it was it in high school where you just said I can accomplish this, or even before you got there? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So in uh, you know in youth in, in my youth wrestling, um, I wasn't a state champ. I wasn't a youth state champ. Uh, I think the best I took was fourth. Um, taking fourth, I was and I was close. So. The, the goal was to be a state champ, um, and I came close. So I, I knew it was kind of there. So I still didn't, I still didn't believe, just because, again, like you said, it's so hard, and you, you almost like, man, can this be me? Can I really be the one state champ at my weight? Uh, so you, you obviously, like, I thought about that. So my freshman year, um, I wound up taking fourth, uh, which was actually a pretty big deal back then, um, mm-hmm. especially coming from the school I came from. I mean, they only had one state place winner before me. So, mm-hmm. 
me placing uh, fourth in the state as a freshman was was pretty pretty awesome. I mean, just from from where I was and and the school I was at, um, that's when I was like, I can I could be a state champ. I can I I can do this. Um, so, you know, the next year um, I wound up staying down at 103. I was cutting a ton of weight, um, and it just it, 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 everything came about, everything came, uh, down to cutting weight. That's all I, I, I didn't, I wasn't working hard to win. I was working hard to make the weight and I wind up, I was the number one seed. I wound up getting upset by, a um, uh, a great freshman, uh, kid, Bobby Stinson, uh, who went on to, you know, be an eventual state champ. He, he did some great things. Um, but that state tournament, was literally me about just making weight. It had nothing to do with being a state champ, and go. And I, I, I didn't even place in that state tournament. So mm-hmm. after that, I, I was just, I couldn't believe that's what I fixated on was just making the weight. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really what caused me to, you know, to not, to not reach my goals, right? Because my, my, my focus was on something totally different than than why I started you know why why I was actually working so hard for um and then that next year you know I went up a weight class I was you know went up to a a more natural weight class and I felt good and it wasn't about cutting weight and it was about just getting better at wrestling and and you know trying to achieve that ultimate goal being a state champ and and I was undefeated and I was a state champ and it was one of the best feelings in my life up to that point. It was, it was, again, it was that whole, it was the culmination of starting in sixth grade, uh, not even knowing what wrestling is. And then my junior year, I, I worked so hard and I'm the guy I said, you know what? I, I am a state champ. Like this is something that I worked for. Nobody, you know, you know, there was a lot of people who helped me without a doubt. Right. But it wasn't like I was getting dragged, you know, <laughs> kicking and screaming right. to go work hard, to go, go to extra, you know, pr- um, extra club practices or, or go run outside. I remember, I remember I used to, um, so I, I lived in Bloomfield at the time. So I remember one, one time, you know, I, I, it was probably my junior, it was either my sophomore or junior year and it was snowing out. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to put my stuff on and I'm going to go run to the Hauser's house. So mm-hmm. one night I was, it was eight o'clock and I'm, it's probably about, I don't know, probably three miles from my house to their house in Glen Ridge. And in between at every stoplight, I'd stop and I'd do push-ups um, in the snow, you know, and people are looking at me and, and like, you know, I just, I, I can, you know, you can kind of see people, you know, kind of eyes on you. And I was like, I'm doing this stuff is going to, is going to help me win a state championship. Like this is like doing this type of stuff where I don't think anybody else would do that. Like, again, people were doing it, but in my mind, I was like, nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing what I want to do. Like you gotta be a little, you gotta be a little crazy and, and, and do some crazy things um, to set yourself apart. So um, that's just one example, you know. I don't even know where I went from there, but well, well, I, for the record, for our listeners, you mentioned the Housers, and we talked before this podcast that we have mutual friends, and they're like family to you, and and they're good friends of, of our family. And when I announced that you're coming on this podcast, Mark Hauser reaches out to me and says, "Hey, great guy. He's like family." I said, "He said the same thing about you," and I said, "Hey, is there anything that I should bring up when he's here?" Uh, on the show. He says, yeah, ask him if he ever gets nervous before a match because he really doesn't, which I find remarkable because I was a ball. uh, I was just, you talk about butterflies. I was nervous the week leading up to the match. And of course, when you start wrestling, it disappears. But is it true that you didn't get nervous at all? Well, I think, um, so I I wouldn't say I didn't get nervous. Um, It was more of a um, excitement Mm. for me. It was almost like nervous energy. It wasn't like nerves to where I shut down and it really affected me, right? Um, I I just, 
I wanted to get on the mat so bad. And again, my, my thing was, I wanted to showcase my skills. I wanted to showcase again, you know, I work so hard. I'm this much better than whoever steps on the mat than me, uh, with me. Um, so for me, it was like, again, it was excitement. I was bouncing around. I was in my element uh, and I'm just like ready to put on a show. That was like my thing. I wanted to go out there. I wanted to put on a show. I wanted to put up as many points as I could against my opponent. Um, so no, I would say I, I didn't really get nervous. It's funny. I, I can actually point to one match in my whole entire career that I got nervous. And it was the first match I wrestled at the NCAA tournament my sophomore year. So I was match number one. Um, I was the eighth seed. I wrestle, I'm wrestling a kid who, right, uh, I think I was either two and one against or we were two and two. He wrestled, he wrestled hard. And I, I was just so into the match. And I was, honestly, I was worried about getting tired. I don't know why. And it's like, I was white as a ghost, went out there, tried to throw the kid, got pinned. It was the only time I ever got pinned in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, again, I was like, man, that was just not me, you know? And, and even my coaches said that they're like, like, you did not look good. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so yeah, I mean, I, well, was, I, I, I want to talk about that for a second though, because like, how do you overcome that type of adversity? You, so this is a big match for you. Um, you don't feel like yourself, you get pinned. Do you just, do you stop? after that and say, you know what, I need to go back to what got me here and focus on how I wrestle. Is it a mindset that you had to work on or or training? How do you overcome it? So, so obviously like, you know, a lot of wrestling is, is self-directed actions, right? Right. For the most part, right? I mean, the, the best of the best, again, they don't have somebody breathing over their neck, telling them exactly what to do, right? But even the best guys, they need those coaches. They need those motivators so that when I can't do it myself or if I'm down and I'm in a bad place mentally, they step in and they fill that void where they now can get me back on track. Mm -hmm. So I remember, so since I was the first match, I actually didn't wrestle again that session. So I went back to the hotel I'm literally in my bed. I'm thinking about the match. I'm thinking like I blew it, you know, like, and I really went into the tournament thinking I actually could win this tournament. So for me, I was kind of devastated. And and my coach comes in, the head coach, Dwayne Goldman, he comes in, he's got the bracket in his hand. And he said, hey, he said, you got a great spot on the backside. He's like, you've got a great spot. He's like, we're going to come back. You're just going to get rolling. He's like, one match. He's like, one match at a time. You're going to pile up those wins. You're going to get rolling. And then you're going to steam right through. And you're going to be an All-American. And you're going to take third place. And so I was like, you know what? And and I I needed that, right? I needed that. At that moment, I needed him to come in and say, everything's going to be all right. you've, You've done all the work up to this point. You have one setback that's not going to dictate the rest of your tournament. So, um, so th- it worked. It, it, you know, it got me back, and and I actually wind up, you know, rattling off five wins on the backside. Uh, I, I became an All American, um, and you know, again, I, I attribute a lot of of that tournament to my coach because if my coach would have came in and he would have been negative and and down on me and and what the hell are you thinking? And blah, blah, blah. I probably would have went deeper into a hole, but you know, he, he he came in and he, he motivated me and he said, Hey, like, you know, like that's, this isn't the end of the tournament for you. Like we've got, we, he's like, and he actually said, he's like, he's like, you're, he's like, you're taking home some hardware. He's like, you're going to take home some hardware uh, because you've worked too hard this season, you know, to, to come this far and not get what you want. So so that's, that's probably what, you know, that's how you get, you know, there's, there's times where you can get yourself back on track, but there's times that you need people around you to, to get you back. You know, again, like that's, that's what, that's what coaches are for. Right. I mean, yep. you know, the coaches aren't going to be just 
uh, pulling strings and, and telling you exactly how to wrestle on the, on the mat. Like there's, there's times where we say one thing or we, it's a little bit of motivation. It's a little bit of preparation and, and then the athletes do it themselves. Is uh, that what, it, is that what attracted you to Indiana? Was it the coaches or was it, um, was it, cause I'm sure you were, you were approached by many schools. Was it their program? What was it? So um, it was, it was a lot of things. Um, I would say, you know, first off with my recruiting process, I, I early on, I figured out, I, I kind of wanted to leave the state. Um, I was getting recruited by Ryder and I really liked their coaches, but I just thought the school was a little too small for me. And, and being an hour away from my house where I grew up, I just, I wanted to experience some new things. Um, so at the time they had, um, they had Mike Mena, uh, who was their assistant coach. He was, um, he was ranked like second or third on the Olympic ladder at 121 pounds. So he was my, he would be my workout partner. You know, he was a, a big 10 champ, four-time All-American uh, from Iowa. So I was like, yeah, this guy's, this guy's going to push me, you know, on the mat and, you know, he's going to, he's going to help me get to where, where I need to be. Um, Coach Goldman was also a four-time finalist from Iowa, uh, four-time big 10 champ. So I'm like, you know, these guys know how to win, right? They, right. they, they know, they know what they're doing. Um, you know, going in, being on campus at Indiana and in a huge school was, was pretty eye-opening for me. So I was like, man, this is amazing. Um, you know, again, and then just being in the big 10 conference, the, the best wrestling conference in the country, uh, I knew like, hey, if I'm if I want to be the best, I got to beat the best guys. Um, and I saw saw guys who I who I'd beaten and who were some of the best guys in the country going to Big Ten schools. Right. So, um, you know, and then, you know, just academically, I, I wanted to go into business and they had a really good business school. So it was all kind of, you know, a combination of things. Um, and I just kind of felt it. I don't know, man, maybe I'm just old school and and. You know, it's just my personality. I wear my my emotions on my sleeve, and I, I'm a pretty passionate person. So when I'm, you know, sitting in their office and they're telling me all these things, man, I just felt it in my gut, and I'm like, this is the place for me. Like this is where I know I'm I'm gonna be happy. I'm gonna achieve the things I want to achieve, um, and that's it. You know, I, and I had a I had a visit to West Virginia um, uh, set up for a week later. I canceled that visit. Uh, I went, uh, I visited, uh, North Carolina. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a combination of things, but ultimately when I was there, man, I just felt like this is the place, this is the place for me. So you have a great career. And in 2005, you now are wrestling, uh, Kyle, uh, not to, you wrestled him before, haven't you? Yeah. Now, how, how do you prepare to wrestle in the division one national championship. I mean, I can't even imagine what goes on in your mind before. I mean, that's the big show. That's yeah. it. That, that's, a, that's as big as it gets for a college wrestler. And here you are about to step on a mat. What goes on in your mind when you're, when you're back there in the locker room? So, especially with Kyle. So I was actually going into that match. I was 0-3 of, against Kyle. Mm -hmm. uh, he had beat me when we were both in eighth grade. Uh, the tournament of champions in Ohio. Um, he beat me twice my sophomore year, um, once in overtime and, and once for third, fourth in the Big Tens. Um, so it was, it, it really had to do with my preparation uh, for that match. So me and, me and my coach sat down and got a game plan specifically for him, right? Um, and it wasn't like, just go out there and wrestle. Like there were specific things that we are going to keep it, uh, you know, on my feet. I'm going to hand fight him really hard. I'm going to keep him away from his, you know, he had excellent fakes and level changes. So I want, I, I didn't want space between me and him at all time at, at any time. So I was, you know, grabbing him as soon as, you know, as soon as I got close to him, I was grabbing him and, and trying to beat him up and, and hand fight him as hard as I could. Um, because that was the one match where, I actually felt like on my feet, he was better, right? He was better in the neutral position, which again, for me, I'm better than everybody 99.9% .9 of the time. And he was that 0.1. So um, 
I knew I had to take that match uh, to the mat. Um, I knew I was better. I, I knew he wasn't going to ride me on bottom, and I knew I was better than him uh, on top. And that's what happened. You know, it, it was 0-0 going into the second period. I took bottom in the second period. I got out right away, uh, was on him again, hand fighting hard with him and, and just making sure I didn't make any mistakes. Like that was because he was, again, he was super quick, super athletic. I knew if I took one bad shot, he was going to, he had a great go behind. He was going to capitalize on that. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do all this work, you know, for the first and, and second period to, to just kind of make a mistake and, and give him an easy takedown. And then once I got into the third period and I was up one, nothing, I was like, that's it. This is the match. There's absolutely no chance. This guy's getting out from me. Um, I was like, if he stands up, I'm going to pick him up and throw him down a hundred times. If that's what it takes. Um, and, and that's what happened. I, I wrote him out for two minutes and, and that because I can't, we came up with such a good game plan. I was so supremely confident going into that match. Um, and I, and, and again, it goes back to preparation, right? Yeah. It goes back to my coach saying, this is the game plan that's going to win you a national championship. I'm getting goosebumps right now because I remember him telling me, he's like, this, you stick to this, you do exactly what we do. He's like, you're going to be a national champ. And, and, and me and him were, were drilling uh, probably like two hours before the finals. And we're going over all the positions and everything, like all the situations that I'm going to come up, you know, could come up in the match. And I was just like, during the match, I'm almost, you know, again, I'm like having flashbacks as I'm wrestling the match. I'm having flashbacks of me drilling with my coach. I'm like, wow. yes, we went over this. We went over this position. And I was so, it's like almost, I had like a smile on my face. Cause I knew I was like, this is it. So, so yeah, I mean, but you also got to be, you got to have short-term memory, right? Like you yeah. can't, like if I was just fixated on the three losses I had to him, it'd be a totally different match. You know, it's like right. every match is different. Every opportunity is something different. And it doesn't matter if a guy, and the, the whole thing of, hey man, he just has my number. That's because you let him have your number, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, that's, you just gotta, you gotta have a clean slate every single time you go on the mat, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. how many times he's beaten you. So, so yeah. there, there's something that uh, I talk about in my seminars where I say the end of a failed strategy is the beginning of a new strategy. Whereas if you end up in that situation where you lose to someone three times, so you learn three ways not to beat them. Now we just have to, I love that your coach said, this is it. And, and was that confident in it? Speaking of confidence, by the way, today, before, uh, getting you on on the show, I actually watched your your match against Troy Nickerson, and what's what's great. So if this is your second now, your second national title after winning the, the first year, and what I love about this match is you honestly look like you just having fun the entire match, the entire match, and it, it, there was a difference in the way that that the two of you were were wrestling. He was in there this. This guy's a grinder. He's he's a, he's a prodigy at the time. He's this kid everybody's talking about. Matter of fact, even the the announcers are talking more about him as you're beating him up. <laughs> and I'm thinking this is great because you 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 sh it just showed that you have a joy for the sport. Is that what you were feeling during this match? So you know, to go back my junior year, right? So so yeah, I, I that was more business, right? My junior year was taking care of business. It was getting this title that I've worked so hard to get. And it doesn't matter how I get it. I just want to get it. Because if you look at it, that wasn't, that's not my style of wrestling, right? To, for, for me not to have a takedown in a match or to be ultra aggressive uh, on my feet, people would say like, yeah, but I said, but I'll, 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 I'll give that up to, to get a title right. any day of the week, right? So then fast forward to my, my senior year, I'm like, in the finals, I'm like, I'm going out the way I want to go out, right? This is going to be my style of wrestling. I'm going to be all over this guy. I'm going to be, you know, shooting. I'm going to be attacking. I'm going to be cutting him. And, and exactly like I, it was, it was joyful for me, like going into that match, that match, I had zero nerves. I was not nervous one bit. 
I couldn't wait to get out there and just, again, put on a show and really just show people what I was about, right? Show, show people what Joe Dubuque wrestling is. Um, and, you know, and it's confident. And sometimes it comes off as, uh, it comes across as cocky and, and arrogant. But to, to me, I worked hard. <laughs> I worked extremely hard to be this confident. And it's like, if you worked just as hard as me or harder, then let's go and let's see if you can, you know, kind of tone me down a little bit. So, uh, yeah, man. And, and to go into that match and I like Troy now, like we're, we're pretty cordial, you know, like he's doing a great job at, uh, Northern Colorado. So I see him, you know, I see him on the recruiting trail. I see him out at competitions at nationals and things like that. Um, but then I did not like him because again, I'm the returning national champ and it seems like he's getting all the attention. He's getting all the headlines. Everybody's this, you know, this freshman phenom, you know, he was a five-time New York state champ and, you know, and then when he won in the semis, it was like, everybody was like, oh, he's going to knock off Joe. And I was like, man, I'm going to put it on this kid. Like, like I'm going to, because again, you go back to just my upbringing you know, I, I was born with a chip on my shoulder, Yeah. you know, all I needed was a little, you know, I didn't need much to get me fired up and that really fired me up. And I'm like, there's no way that I'm losing to this kid. Um, and I mean, I showed it, you know, I, I went out there and, and that's probably, you know, the best wrestling for me is again, when I get emotions tied into it, you know, to, a, you know, obviously controlled emotions, but you know, if I was too calm, if I was too calm, wasn't good. I did not, I did not, I did not perform well. Um, I needed my energy high. I needed those emotions running. And, and sometimes I'd make things up and, and say, Hey, you know, like, I don't like this kid. Cause you know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like me or he said something about me. I mean, that's just things you gotta do to get yourself fired up. So, uh, but my second year, man, that was, that was, that was pure joy. Like you said, like that was, that was, if you could have told me when I was in sixth grade, Hey, this is how you're going to go out. I wouldn't believe you, Mm. but that would be the ultimate, right? That's the ultimate way to go out, to end your career the way you want on top. Um, It was, it was pretty awesome. Is that the bracket behind you from that year? So that is actually, that actually is, yeah. So that's 2006 right there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So after college, you end up coaching at Hofstra and then Indiana and now Princeton. I love what you guys are doing with Princeton. As you know, we had Coach Ayers on the show. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of New Jersey wrestling altogether. And and I like the program. I like the 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 type of the quality of the wrestlers that you're recruiting. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Let's just say, and I don't know how it all goes down, but you get your new freshman class comes in. What kind of conversation are you having with your team or these new teammates on their first day? And, and maybe it's not a first day conversation, but but what are the things you're telling them early on about what it's going to take to succeed? Um, so that's a good question. And I, I, I asked this because, you know, again, even in the fire service, somebody even asked me just two days ago, they said, hey, I'm a brand new chief officer uh, and, I, and I'm looking for some ideas of, of setting expectations for my team. I think it's important to set expectations. I've done it. But as a coach myself, I like to sit down with the kids. Like, for example, the last two years in a row, our boys had made it to the championship game and two years in a row they lost. And the second year, uh, they dominated everybody, but at the in the, at the uh, championship game, they just didn't show up. So our theme this year is finish strong. We made it to the big show twice. Now we know what it takes, but it's also all the same returning players. And you have some coming in, you have some returning. But is there something you say, hey, this is what Princeton Wrestling's all about. This is our goal. Here's where we want to get you. Here's what we expect for you. Is there anything specific or is it just kind of happening? No, I think, um, I mean – we have mantras, right? Everybody's got mantras, um, you know, things that you, um, you really want to kind of 
title your program after, right? Um, the, the cool thing about us is, is I think just like a lot of different programs, we have, we have different season themes, right? Right. There's, there's different season themes for, for a different group of guys. Um, but the one thing that's constant with our program is we have this thing called the higher standard manual. And I think you might've talked about that with Chris. Um, so what this higher standard manual is, is it's basically just a collection of all of our philosophies in one book, right? And really it's, it's, gone, it's, it's how to be successful in a manual, right? It's like, if you wanna be successful, look at this, right? Do the things that we're talking about in these things. Like we literally have what all Americans do, right? We have a section where it's like, all Americans do X, Y, and Z, right? Now, that's not guaranteeing you, right? That you're gonna be an all American. But I guarantee you, if you don't do these, your chances of being an all American go down significantly. So we really, we have these, these you know, we call them higher standard uh, sessions. So we kind of break up our season um, and we, we have different parts for different, um, for different parts of the season. And it's pretty awesome because again, we, 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 we talk about, you know, whatever that one section is, and then we have a conversation, right? And then we start really getting our guys to, to be like, you know, t telling other guys what success, what, what helps them, right? What, where did they find success? You know, because everybody does things a little bit differently, right? It's, it's one thing works for me that doesn't work for you, but something that works for you can work well for another guy. So I right. think, you know, the, the higher standard manual is something where we tell our guys, hey, you want to be successful? Go out and be a sponge, right? Go, you, you can pick stuff from me. You can pick stuff up from the senior who was, you know, a conference champ, you know, or the sophomore who's a two-time All-American, you know, don't think that you're too good to continue to learn, right? And to, to continue to evolve. And I think that's, that's the one thing it's, you know, we have to stress like, just cause what you did in high school, which was amazing, that doesn't guarantee you anything getting to this level. Like if you stop working, you're going to go stagnant. Um, so I think that's, that's the thing we, we try and tell those freshmen is, you got to chase these guys down, you know, you should yeah. be chasing these guys down, whether it's, you know, in the wrestling room, in the, in the weight room, uh, running on the track, you should be trying to pass these guys up uh, any chance you get. Um, and I think we're getting the athletes and, and um, the guys who want to do that. Right. I don't think we have, we have freshmen who's coming in and who are just saying, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to be a backup, you know, I, I'll wait till I'm a junior and then that'll be my time. Now we're getting guys who, who want to be, who want to be national champs right out the gate. And yeah. I think that's the thing that's really been pushing our program forward is we have these, these guys who are coming in with goals that are extremely high and they're, and they're chasing them down. So um, I don't think it's just one thing that we tell these guys, but I think it's, again, we, we want to sit down and we, we want to tell them, hey, we have this thing that you can study. And yeah. I promise you, you're going to get better, you know, but if you never open it up, then, you know, now you're just leaving, you know, you're taking your chances. So it's, I think we, we, we you know, it's, we can shorten that learning curve, right? Don't yeah. make the mistakes. Don't make the mistakes I did when I was in college. Listen here, you won't have to. If you just listen to a couple of these things, I promise you, you won't have to, you know, you won't have to learn those hard lessons. We talk about that in our profession too. A couple of things you talked about. One is unused skills fade quickly. So you have to keep working on it. But also, I mean, think about the fire service in general. Uh, you know, we, we, we track line of duty deaths. I mean, the stakes are real high here. It's not just losing a match. It's yeah. could be, right. So, so we, you know, one of the things we talk about is that experience is not necessarily the best teacher, but other people's experience can be. 
the best teacher. Learn from the people before you. And speaking of that, I want to now transition to this. You are the dad of a young wrestler right now. And quite honestly, you're married to a pretty good wrestler, Jamie. She, uh, uh, I see the videos that you post on Facebook, and it looks like in your garage where where your son is working out with your wife and, and you're there coaching. I think, I think it's fantastic because uh, we do this as a family too. My wife and I will take the boys down and, and, you know, just play ball with them to where I'm hitting baseballs to them and they're throwing it to my wife at first base, you know? So I love it. It's fantastic. But um, what kind of, uh, I guess, environment do you want for your son as far as what you're doing at home? Is it something that, Hey, we're going to teach you what it what it takes to succeed, but at the end of the day, I don't care if you win the match or not. It's just about learning. It's about growing, or is it about uh, there's a lot of pressure on him because he's Joe Dubuque's son, so if you go out there, I mean, I, I'm just wondering what kind of mindset do you have when you're coaching your kid? So, yeah, that was um, – so early on, um, I got him into it early. He started when he was six. But that was just practice. So he literally practiced um, six, seven, eight years old. He was just practicing and doing matches in the in the room. You know, they were just kind of, you know, not actual official matches. Right. So nine years old, uh, he, you know, and I had a plan of, hey, he's not going to go to a state tournament or a state qualifier until until he's 12 like I did. Right. I'm going to I'm like, I don't I want it to be more of a let's build a work ethic. Let's build a love for the sport. Let's not worry about competition. It, it doesn't matter anyway. Right. It's like winning a youth state championship is great for you to, you know, put a trophy on your. But it, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't translate to anything from for for from my perspective. Right. Uh, not saying that it doesn't matter or that it doesn't mean anything. I just. There, why put pressure on him winning a state championship when, again, it, it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, so we're driving home uh, probably a, a month into the season. He's nine years old. Now he's starting to compete, but it's very local, you know, local uh, matches, local tournaments, nothing big. He's not traveling or anything. So, and this is when the qualifiers are starting to come up. So he asked me, he said, hey, dad, he's like, uh, he's like, am I going to go to one of the state qualifiers? I said, well, it's like, I didn't really plan on taking you. I said, but why do you want to go? And he said, well, you know, all the other guys are going. And, and so I just, I wanted to go. I said, well, I go, okay, well, do you just want to go just to be with your friends or just because everybody else is doing like, what's your... Like, why, what's your motivation? I go, because, you know, that, that's a, that's a step up. That's a next level. Like, you know, kids are, kids are training to be state champs. Like if, if that's, if that's what you want to do, like, then you got to train, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take you to a, you know, a state qualifier and, and you just, just go in there for fun because, you know, again, these kids are killers. So, uh, so I said, I'll make a deal with you. I said, if you can, if you can show me three days a week for a month straight without me telling you or reminding you to do this, if you do, you know, I, I forget what it was at the time. It was probably like 50 push-ups, 50, you know, 50 sit-ups and, and, you know, some pull-ups or something. I said, if you do that and you do it for a month straight, I'll take you to a qualifier. And he said, okay. He goes, I want to do it. So I said, all right. So obviously, you know, I'm sneaking around, you know, just seeing if he was doing them, right? And yeah. just, you know, you know, pe peeking my head in when he's, you know, in his room. And he he did them all. And he for a month straight, he did them all. And I said, all right, you know, we're going to go to a qualifier. And um, he went to the qualifier. He wound up taking second, uh, qualifier for the States. And he goes and he winds up taking third, and um, which was awesome. It was very cool. And, and the thing I was most proud of, and I told him, the thing I'm most proud of is you set a goal. I told you this is what you have to do. You did it, 
and then you went out and you wrestled hard. I told him, I said, I don't care if you ever win a match. I swear to you, Chase, I don't care. I go, all I care about is that you wrestle as hard as you can, and that's it. I go, if you do that, I go, I'll give you a kiss and a hug and everything like that, and, and we're all good. I go, because honestly, whether you win or lose, I'll love you regardless, right? I, I say that to him before he ever, ever, all the time he steps on the mat, I tell that to him. I just make sure it's like your success means nothing, you know, to me in regards to how I treat you. Right. And, and how I love you. I'm going to always love you. Um, so that was when he was nine. Uh, and then I started to kind of take him along with me, uh, which has been really cool. Like I take him along with me to camps uh, and stuff like that. And he was with me when I competed uh, a couple of weeks ago. He was in my corner, which was awesome. Um, he's now 13. So I've now started to ramp it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, with his training. Right. And, and just, again, I'm trying to build the fact that it's like, Hey, it's, it's about building a work ethic, right? It's about, it's about working hard. You know, this sport can teach you so much about yourself and also give you so many traits and, uh, skills that are going to, you know, translate to you being a great, you know, a great employee, being a great father, being a great husband, you know, like this sport can give you more than just getting your hands, your hand raised. Right. So that's the thing that I'm really trying to hammer down with him. It's like, and I, and again, it's, and I, and I, sometimes I have to catch myself, right. Because I didn't have that. I had no, I had nobody telling me, Hey, Joe, go downstairs in the basement and go do 150 push-ups and, and go jump on the treadmill and, and go do this. It was, I did that. So I don't, I don't necessarily want to be the driving force because if I'm the driving force, then we got problems, right? It's like, you, it's gotta be, it's gotta come from you. I can guide you, right? I can guide you, but I can't be pulling you, right? So that's the one thing that, that, that I fight with myself because I'm like, I struggle with, am I pushing him too hard, right? If I push him too hard, I'm going to push him away. But if I don't push him too hard, am I, am I almost doing him a disservice because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a college wrestling coach, right? I, I, know, I know what it takes to be successful. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm like fighting with myself all the time. Should I make him do this? Should I not make him do this? Should I, you know, and, and I don't know. And, you know, sometimes I, I feel like I'm doing a good job and uh, he tells me he loves it. Hmm. You know, he loves wrestling. And I said, Hey dude, you, you don't love wrestling. Don't, don't love wrestling. Cause I love wrestling. Right. You don't do this because I I'm doing this and I love this. Like do it because you love it. Do it because you want to do something great and you want to, you know, you want to take, uh, everything wrestling has to give you. Um, so, you know, again, like it, it's, it's, it's a fight, but it's yeah, 13. Well, it, it's a fight. And, but I I'm going through it too. Same exact thing. It's I'm working my kids hard because I'm trying to teach them the value of hard work. But at the same time, I have this, this battle with myself where I'm saying, don't push them away from the sport. Right. So, and that's exactly one of the things I wanted to, to talk to you about is, and we did talk about it in this conversation, is was the drive internal? Was it you loving this process saying, I want to do this? Or did somebody kind of push you in that direction? And I, I think from what I'm seeing and all the conversations I've been having, uh, as a parent or a coach, you can only do so much. At some point, that young athlete has to say, this is what I want. And I'm willing to put it in. And by the way, that's got to be the best feeling in the world as a coach like yourself when you have that kid, which you have you have a, a room full of them at Princeton. You know, the Pat Glories that show up and say, oh, no, I'm going all the way. I love that. I watched Pat Glory wrestle in the, in the state tournament his uh, senior year where he almost gets pinned. And yeah. you probably know what I'm talking about. And, and uh, this was a shocking moment. The entire place is going, Pat Glory – 
returning state champ is about to get pinned. He turns it around, ends up beating this kid and standing up. And I think what he said is not today or something yeah. to that effect. Yep. And I thought, man, you can't teach that. You can't teach that. You you either have it or you don't. And um, and you have it. Do you see some of your yourself and your son now? Yeah, there's definitely uh, traits and characteristics that we we have that are similar. Um, you know, there's there's things that, like you said, like I I want. It's almost like I I want to build the template, but then I want him to fill in everything. Else, right. Right. It's like uh, I'm trying to give him the template, and and maybe I'm going hard on him right now because I really do want to step back, and I yeah. really. But I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep well at night if I if I didn't say, hey, I didn't push him and give him this template so that he knows how hard to go and how much to do so that when he knows that, then I can step back. Then I can say, hey, I've given you everything or I've, I've given you my knowledge or, or my yeah. advice um, on, on what it takes to be successful. Now it's up to you, right? Now, now I'm stepping away, right? I'm not going to remind you to do your things and do the extra th stuff because, again, I, I, you know, I told them about how I, I was brought up, right? Again, like my parents, if I needed to go anywhere or if I needed to wrestle anywhere, they would take me, but they were never reminding me. They were never telling me, hey, Joe, you got to go. Uh, and go run outside for, you know, a half an hour or for two miles or whatever. You need to go downstairs in the, in the basement and go do an hour worth of, of lifting. Um, or if you want to go, if you want to be really good, you're going to go to the club, the edge. Um, and, you know, you're going to go there twice a week. Um, so like, which, which was fine with me because again, I, I think I, I, I had that inner drive from when I was younger. Um, but and I just want to give my son like, hey, this is this is almost the game plan or or the you know the the plan of of your work ethic, right? The floor yeah. plan of it, right? And now now you can now you can actually put in the things that are that are important to you, right? Or or that's a piece of you, right? Your personality, you put your stamp on it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I'm starting to. It's like almost like I have a plan of like, hey, I'm ramping it up on him, yeah. and then there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a time right before he goes to high school. I'm stepping away and say, hey, this is this is this is your journey, right? Right? Like this is your journey. I want you to have your fingerprints all over it, right? I don't want my fingerprints. I don't want to mold you, right? I want you to make this yours, so that what whatever comes out of it, it you can say this was me, right? right? Like, I don't want you to, you know, for good or bad, you know, say it was because dad, <laughs> right? It's like, right. I don't want that. I, I, again, I, I don't want, even if he becomes a four-time state champ, I don't want any credit. I don't want, I, I want it to be him. I want it to be the things that, that he did was the reason why he was successful. Um, That's awesome. You know, you, you mentioned the edge. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll date myself here, but when I was a senior, my dad tells me about this wrestling school and he says, you know, uh, he's going to send me there. And I said, yeah, I'll go to it. I don't know what the edge is, but it's in the basement of the Monaco's house. That's how, how far back we're going. So a small basement and Ernie Monaco is there. And I'm there with one of the wrestlers that I wrestled with in Carney, Andy. And here we are just doing basic moves down in the basement. I think there's about five of us, maybe six. And over in the corner are Carl and John Monaco, state champions, go on to be, you know, national champions for their schools. But um, just doing a single or double leg takedown over and over and over again, probably for the 45 minutes that were there. And I wish, Joe, I wish I can go back and have a conversation with myself at that moment so I could say, do you realize what they're doing? They're doing this basic move over and over and over and over again to master it. Because at the time, what I'm thinking is, why is Carl Monaco, who by far, in our opinion, was like the greatest takedown artist any of us seen back then? Yeah. Because he was technical falling everybody. 
uh, just let him up, take him down. And he was the first one that I've seen do it. And I've only seen him pin one kid. And I was because the kid was getting a little rough with him. And he just said, I'm just going to package this kid up right now and get rid of it. <laughs> but, but the point is, is um, it, it, if I could have gone back to that moment just to, to realize that it's about repetition and it's about doing the basics. And the basics will get the job done. And a lot of people don't realize that. And at the very least, as the father of two young athletes and as the father of a young athlete yourself, you want to you want your kids to take that away from it and say, well, this is what I need to become successful in whatever I choose to do in life, whether it be wrestling, baseball, or or business. If I could just master the basics and do it over and over and over again, I'll stand on the top of the podium like my dad did one day. No, that's uh, and that's again. I mean, I, I think that could just goes back to wrestling, like you know. You have a good work ethic and you you master the basics, you could be really successful in this sport. Yeah. And that's I mean, you know, again, you don't have to be the most athletic, you don't have to be the strongest, you don't have to be the the fastest. Uh again, if you just if you just work your butt off, you are gonna have success in this sport. And I, I think that's why it's one of the best sports in the world. And I agree with you. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talking with me and the listeners. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you accomplished in the sport. And I'll tell you, from a guy uh, standing just in the bleachers watching you, it was impressive. And, and I'm really impressed with what you're doing with Princeton. So keep up the great work. Frank, I really appreciate it. We got into some stuff that I haven't talked about in a long time, which was, uh, which is really cool. Um, going on podcasts, you know, kind of, walking down memory lane again, but, uh, you know, also talking about new things like my, my son and, and it's funny, my daughter's getting into wrestling too. So, you know, she's going to be starting her journey. Um, and it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it, it reaffirms kind of what I'm, what I'm doing, you know, that, that someone like yourself is taking notice and, you know, with, with sons and, and young athletes and, you know, it's good to bounce, you know, ideas and, and experiences off of other dads and how they're doing. So uh, I appreciate you having me on and, and this was really fun.